Welcome to the podcast that is designed to fuel your success in selling technology solutions. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, VP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is Next Level Biz Tech. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is the Next Level BizTech podcast. So we are getting close to wrapping up the security track, and we are talking today security and virtual CISO, Chief Info Security Officer. So if you tuned in earlier, you heard from the Tolaris side, you heard Jeff Hathcote, our Chief Security Architect, talking about all the things that Tolaris is doing with regard to security. And then you heard from one of our suppliers, you heard from IGI and Paul over there. Today though, today we get the fun part. Today we get to be joined by the one, the only Michael Marlowe of Chase Tech and talking about his view on security and everything that encompasses that. Michael, thanks so much for being on my man. Thanks for having me. Let's, uh, let, let's jump right in. Uh, you know, part of my favorite, uh, you know, piece of these things is, is hearing about everybody's history. How did we all get here? Um, we've had some people that have known and been destined that this is what they're going to do. And then some people that have done everything crazy from car mechanics to uh, I've been in door to door vacuum sales and everything in between. So I would love to hear personally uh, about you. How'd you start? Uh, what was your path? And then I uh, want to learn a little bit about Chase Tech. Great. Thanks. Yeah, well, the first thing you should know is it's 5.01 on a Friday and a holiday weekend heading into Labor Day. So you got to know that uh, we have love of career and love for Tolaris here at Chase Tech, just by that stat. Um, so uh, I really started, um, my inspiration to do what I do really started with uh, reading a book, um, One Up on Wall Street by Peter Lynch. Uh, the guy that created Fidelity Magellan, the kind of original huge mutual fund. Um, and the reason it, I go back there is that inspired me to become a, a broker, which I am today. Uh, so it was a different track. Um, it was the Merrill Lynch Morgan Stanley track, but that got me into that career. Uh, and, you know, it started with cold calling at Merrill uh, and uh, that morphed into uh, developing a satellite office in Circleville, Ohio, uh, and uh, which is the home of the Great Pumpkin Show every year, for those who don't know, uh, and uh, kind of following around uh, their 401k plan, helping people retire. And that uh, I made the move into Morgan Stanley as uh, technology IPOs started happening. This is the late 90s now, and uh, heading into the 2000, uh, you know, kind of tech bubble. Uh, and around that time, I did that for eight years combined. And at the end of that uh, tenure, uh, you know, helping people who had successful uh, business careers and in uh, lives, uh, the one common denominator that I noticed was that the people that were happiest were folks that were in control of what they were doing at work, that they were always themselves. So whether they were, you know, CEOs or doctors or uh, whatever, attorneys, uh, the big thing was that they were empowered to always be themselves. And I felt at the end of that, that uh, it was time for me to uh, be one of them. So uh, I went and uh, started doing uh, my own thing. We had uh, a tech startup and had a few of them that I was a part of, uh, got involved in the innovation community and had a couple exits along the way. Uh, and uh Getting to, I think it was 2014, 15, 
Um, I did some innovation work for government in central Ohio, did an innovation study for the city of Columbus that they helped use to uh, 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 figure out where the, the city in, uh, should make investments uh, in startups. And while I was doing that and wrapping that up, um, along the way, I had known Chris Wolf, who's the founder of Chase Tech, and uh, uh, for years up, and, up until that point, and uh, I just had this thought that uh, they were doing really kind of innovative things, uh, but there were things that I thought I could add to the table for him and his team. And uh, never forget the conversation because it was the day after the Cavs won the championship. I grew up in Northeast Ohio originally, so, uh, you know, a glutton for sports punishment up until <laughs> recent years. And so uh, they won their first title. And the next day I was uh, sitting down with Chris Wolf and talking about um, moving from Central Ohio to Indianapolis. My wife's from Indianapolis. So we wanted to move here for uh, for family reasons, her mom and on all, all her brothers and everything are here. So uh, I was going to pack up and go there. And I thought, you know, Chris, you're uh, Chase Sex in Central Ohio with a dominant brand um, and just had some ideas on how to broaden uh, the practice into different geographies and, and verticals. And, um, you know, he's he's uh, a great he's not my business partner. And that, that was 2017. Uh, so from 17 until now, um, I've been at Chase Tech and really helped develop new new um, ways of doing business that weren't there before or, or accentuating ways that they were uh, successful as a company. And I'd say I'm very, very lucky. Uh, Chris is a fantastic business partner. He's really has great vision. Uh, he founded the company uh, on the concept of uh, filling a gap, something that was in the market that he felt should have been in the market and wasn't, which is fantastic customer uh, and client advocacy and service. And so he built a uh, support arm uh, and we use all these tools on the back end. Salesforce is the platform, but all these different tools uh, to, um, you know, keep tra customer data and uh, track all the different uh, small bits of data that, that clients have a hard time tracking, like IP addresses, Mac addresses, phone numbers. Uh, and we have a support team that supports uh, all the clients at Chase Tech, regardless of what we procure for them. And we're really an extension of our client's team. You know, it's, it's that uh, don't replace anything that the vendor provides. It's just adding another piece. Uh, we internally call uh, everybody promise keepers just to make sure that, you know, everything that was promised in the sales process or the client is expecting uh, they would get. And and that continues to this day. So that was his original idea really in, uh, back in 2004. And, you know, that's really at the heart and core of what the of what JSEC is today. Uh, and so that has been in place. But along the way, the technologies have changed. So, mm -hmm. you know, what started out as pretty basic stuff back in 04 or 06 or 10, you know, right now is very, uh, very complex, uh, very different. Good, good point. Promise keepers too. Uh, I like that awesome theme to keep. Uh, so, so we're talking today, uh, now that we get a good lay of the land and kind of understanding of the business, you guys focus on, you know, terrific partner for Tolaris. You guys focus on so much cool stuff, uh, very broad, right? I think you've got awesome diversity on the team. Um, we're talking today about security. So I, I want to, you know, there, there's kind of the, where it started versus where it's at now. So, so talk to me about when did you first come in? What was your first Fourier uh, with security, right? And then let's let's transcend that a little bit into something more recent. Yeah. So, um, well, 
our first foray into security really came from uh, our clients. So, uh, you know, we had been a kind of a, a, a bigger player on the network and voice. I've done a lot of UCAS, a lot of CCAS, a lot of just general network. Um, I think SD-WAN has, has been a nice bridge for us in general to get into security because that was a natural next step. Uh, but our clients really kind of demanded us getting better in the space. I mean, you know, we have been uh, one of the things that we take pride in is being proactive and, and taking a look at uh, how to be helpful to our clients and not waiting for them to ask us, but reaching out. And um, that was one of the reasons, actually, that, um, you know, we we had a recent transaction and, and joined the Upstack community. And uh, we saw that as a great opportunity to add to our tool set, uh, grow in a bigger way. Um, and, you know, to uh, their footprint uh, was uh, pretty large uh, and, you know, backed by Morgan Stanley, backed by Berkshire Partners. So um, we saw that uh, team as the right team to join. And and really, it's, it's it has helped us um, create a lot of benefit um, for our clients that uh, that uh, just it just adds to our relationships. Um, and I would say, too, that uh the extension into security, I don't think is going to stop. I mean, I think that's, this is a market that, I mean, every threat that happens, everything that's out there um, in the future, the data is getting so uh, dense, uh, the needs are getting so uh, much uh, more important that I think limiting choice is not an option for folks like us that want to be uh, the best at, uh, at what we do. And you know, I think my history of being in financial services, I think, plays out um, in, in our focus today. And something we talk about internally at Chase, I can actually express this to our clients as well as, you know, we see ourselves as the Merrill Lynch's or the Accenture's or those kind of, you know, advisor teams. We hold ourselves to that kind of standard. And, um, you know, the comparison historically is pretty, pretty valid. So just uh, talking about this firsthand, since I came from that world, one of the folks that I knew uh, at at Morgan, um, you know, he started selling shoes at Sears. Uh, Sears got bought by Dean Witter, and uh, Morgan buys Dean Witter. And he had a guy 10, 15 years before who was selling shoes, and now he's running multi million dollar portfolios. Uh, you know, that's his training. And if you look back at the history of what we do, I mean, a guy like me 15 years ago would, you know, pick up a truck with, uh, with a big phone switch in the back and doing drywall on the weekends. And, you know, now we're. Uh, in a much different place. I mean, we're dealing with complex uh, security analysis with people that have government uh, compliances they have to meet, uh, huge client demands that are really important with medical records or financial information. Uh, so the desire and need that our clients have is really what we're striving to meet. Um, we we definitely have a client's first focus and, you know, we're we're challenging ourselves all the time internally in, at ChaseTech to continue to learn and get better. So, uh, and I don't know, it just, it feels, feels like we got the best job there is because we get to learn and grow and, and help people all at the same time. Right. It's hard to call this work. I would say sometimes um, <laughs> back in my car mechanic days, it was not hard to call it work. It definitely felt like work. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I relate to you uh, on the drywall side. Um. You know, you mentioned you, you brought up a good point of, you know, your customers push you into this a little bit. And so uh, we, you know, back in the day when we, when this whole channel thing first started, it was very transactional products because that was all we had to sell. It was long distance, it was data, and, and that was it. And so thankfully, because of all the 
the providers coming into this space and the new OEMs and, and you know, coming to our model that allow us to be able to help people with this, uh, it's, it's opened that door. So I want to call back to what you mentioned about how, you know, your customers had pushed you into this uh, from a security perspective. How do you feel, though, now that you have that as an ability to help them? What has that done to change your relationship with your customers? Has it changed it? Has it gone deeper? You know, what's changed there? Yeah, no, thank you for that question. And it's changed um, in that we're asking different questions, more questions, and it's brought in our relationships closer. You know, I mean, our client relationships are the most valuable things we we have. And, you know, it's hard to earn someone's, someone's trust once, and, and we're striving to earn it all the time. And I think you earn it all the time by pushing yourself to get better all the time. And, you know, when you add value and you can do it proactively, you know, I think that separates us uh, in the marketplace because um, it's okay to say we're not there yet in terms of being experts in everything security. It's not our place to be experts in everything security. It's our place to connect dots, I think, on security. It's a it's a it's our place to, you know, ask the right questions of our client to to uh, make sure that we're proactively interviewing them, you know, kind of creating their baseball card stats of, you know, where they are and, you know, what what's happened in cyber security insurance? What are your new requirements? And, you know, what are your clients asking of you? You know, you're our client. What are your clients asking? Um, you know, what are your investors concerned about? And, you know, so asking questions a little differently. Um, and, you know, I don't think if you're, if we hold ourselves, I hold myself to be, um, you know, the best I can be at, at what I'm doing. And the only way I know how to be the best I can be is to by putting forth as much effort as I can. And that effort is being pointed into being current learning. And, you know, you guys have a great university um, system that you're building, have built. Um, there, in our world, I think there's lots of places you can get better at. Um, your guys, your team, I think you're at 15 now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, we leverage your engineering group a lot, partially because they're doing the same things. I mean, I think JW just got his another acronym. CISSP. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, Halfcoat, I think, creates acronyms. Uh, he's he, already he got does, all the acronyms not, he has. We don't know if he's correct or not, but we just let it, <laughs> he sounds really confident, so we just let it go. Yeah, Hazelhorst is kind of like, you know, he's... He's if he hasn't created, doesn't have it, he's on it. You know, I mean, you just have a team that, you know, and those are three. And so I, I'm, there's 12 others I could mention. So I apologize for missing all of them. But I mean, you know, it's only what it's like we have limited the time in the, time in the podcast. <laughs> but um, but the point is, is that, you know, you, you your team is responsive. Your team is helping us kind of vet ideas. There's the space of vendors is so vast and people are buying each other. People are moving jobs. You know, the talent is moving around. So it's not based on brand loyalty for us. It's based on best solution. That's we're loyal to the best solution to our client, you know, and to get there, part of the best solution is the best people, right? And so we want to know where the best people are and the people we that we have trust and confidence in. Because, you know, at the end of the day, clients are coming to us because we're delivering hope, we're delivering confidence. And, you know, that's a high bar. And we, we have to make sure that we keep that bar. Love it. Great points. Now we, our, our team, you know, reciprocally appreciates the partnership, right? Because you've got, you've got choices in this, right? You could, you could lean on anybody that you need to lean on. And so I, I think when we see partners like yourself putting such an effort forward, 
and trying to do this and really trying to do the right thing and coming with as much information as they can. Um, all we want to do is just, you know, 10 X that return back because we want to, we get excited about, we see, we see the wind, we see the, you know, the what's coming. Um, so no, we, we, we appreciate all the kind words. Well, they're earned it. I got to tell you, we're keeping you to task. So, you know, I sound nice, but at the same time, it's like we got to produce on Monday or in this case, Tuesday, because it's holiday weekend. But, you know, I mean, it's, you know, we, but that's the thing about our cultures that, that fit really well is that, you know, it's, it's really uh, at the end of the day about helping people and winning the best, getting to the best solution. It's, it's making sure that, you know, uh, client data is protected at the right price. And, and, you know, part of that is documenting that, that we've looked, it's not just one quote, it's, we've looked at what's out there. Uh, we pull in, you know, something that I think is important for us is that we have our own tools. Uh, we, we develop our, our own tools and we're, we're leveraging your stuff too, which is, you know, we have our own scorecards. Uh, we have our own matrix. We have our, and, and having your own work product, I think is important if, as far as uh, delivering what, I think our clients are asking of us, which is to be better than they are at figuring out where the best destination is. I mean, if they can do it all themselves, then they probably should. Uh, but I don't think they can, you know, this is all we do. It's all we're focused on. And, um, you know, we're always, um, we just went through a round of this. Actually, I just sent out, uh, I think it was to 10 different security vendors. Hey, can you update your status in our matrix, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to, to pull in current information. So it's not enough to stand still because they're different too. Yeah. Um, you know, there, I think been three transactions in the last month, uh, from different security, uh, or cloud vendors. And, you know, part of our job is to be current, to know that, and also to know, you know, where we're most likely is the engineering talent going to land. And luckily for us, you guys are stable. You keep your people. We're talking to the same folks, and we have those strong relationships. So that's been a that's been a good asset for us. Awesome. Uh, I want to, you know, as we get we get closer to kind of talking, uh, you know, a little bit about an example and, and part of the process. So just curious, real quick, is there any is there any vertical or any certain type? Uh, of customer that, that you've had more or less success with that you think is, is apt to have these conversations or has it just been across your entire base? Oh, that's a really good question. I'd say, um, ver well, I think it's more of a client personality than a vertical. Sure. I think the client personality is more important than where they are because like specific to information and security or specific to engineering help, if we're in the room, that means they need it. The vertical needs. I mean, restaurants need it to, you know, uh, anything in healthcare, anything in finance, anything in, in it, it, you know, there's no part of the economy that doesn't need this kind of help. There's no part of the economy that doesn't have client data or financial data or, or something that's has a compliance requirement. I don't know of any industry really that doesn't have some kind of compliance requirement anymore. Right. So, you know, because of that, um, it's really about the client personality, their openness to, uh, getting the best solution and them not having to own the payroll, right? I mean, if, I mean that they're okay uh, with the concept of cloud. I mean, when we really think about the concept of cloud, it's this enormous engine of some kind and everybody's taking their slice of it. So the power companies that way, right? We None of us have, we might have a generator in the back, but you don't run it all the time. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're going to the power company for that. We're going to uh, Azure, we're going to uh, Amazon. Um, you know, for our piece now of the cloud and to take that one step further, it's do you really want to hire your own CISO? Do you really want to 
I mean, don't you want your just piece of that instead of owning the entire cost when really you don't need the entire cost? You need a piece of that cost because you need a piece of the expertise. And I think that client mentality, if you have a strategic thinker, if you have somebody that is a little bit business and a little bit tech, that mix, um, those those are the places that we're seeing a lot of success. Awesome. Uh, I want to dive into a little more, uh, you know, example based. So, you know, usually when we get into this part of the podcast, we talk about, you know, tell me what you walked into. Uh, I walked in, you know, this piece of equipment, this Cisco ASA, this Ford and that they were struggling with management, blah, blah, blah. And I think this talk track is a little different because we're not talking about necessarily a piece of technology, right? We're talking about this intangible thing uh, in, in the idea of virtual CISO. I mean, it's, don't get me wrong, it's tangible with people as a service, but uh, I would love to to get an example, and we certainly leave all the customer names and stuff out of it, but maybe just walk us through somebody that, that you've walked into. How did you come into it? Did did they know that uh, some sort of augmented CISO or, or framework or whatever was what they needed right away? Maybe just walk me through how you walked them into that process. Okay, so maybe it's a little bit of two examples. One is um, we had a... Uh, clients in the medical space that we helped their contact center and along the way uh, security re requirements came up and that was became a piece of the puzzle so we had we started a formal process using kind of the, the tools i referenced in the contact center space and then as we were interviewing them and kind of taking them through different iterations of who to be in front of there, security concerns came out and as part of that it Turns out that project grew from contact center and you know, grew a little bit into regular uh, UCAS phone systems. We got uh, into the network. We got into SD-WAN and SD-WAN led us to, um, you know, uh, hey, I need someone to come in. It started with 20 hours and it became 50 and then it became, you know, more permanent. Uh, so it's, it's part of a larger process that we had um, an add-on that probably today might be the biggest piece of that one. Um, and, you know, and it was totally client, you know, generated. And I, and that's, I think the theme for us is that, and now when we're meeting people, sometimes it's the first thing that comes up, you know, so if it's a new relationship. And so there's one we're actually talking to now that, um, they bid out all of their, um, uh, all of their, uh, internet circuits. And it's, I think it's like 53 different sites. And we're, so we're going through that now. Uh, and as part of that, like, hey, you know, I got to do a pen test. Well, the pen test, I can already tell it's turning into a more permanent thing. We just did three demos for that. Uh, I'm pretty sure which vendor is going to be picked. And the next step to that, I mean, it's pretty clear in the process. He's like, he's already admitting. He's like, yeah, I need something permanent. I mean, this pen test thing is is important for the cyber insurance piece, but I know I need help. And I'm interviewing people to try to add them to my staff as security. And I mean, you know, we already hand them the quotes uh, to add uh, that piece on a more permanent level. And I don't think there's a question what's going to happen. Uh, and, and that so it starts as one thing for us and is kind of it changed. It's, it's helped really change our practice the last couple of years um, because it used to be, OK, we're only going to talk about these things because that's where we're comfortable. And now it's we talk about everything uh, in, in, because that's where we're comfortable because we got comfortable because uh, we, we grew into it. And we're looking at the tools and expanded tools that we now have, especially with the the latest uh, move we made with Upstack. And it's just, it expands our universe. It gives us additional uh, 
um, additional uh, resources to bring in. Good, uh, good, good example. Good story. Uh, and so I, I want to uh, actually close to the end here. I want to wrap up with a final thought around that. Um, you know, we have a lot of people listening to this podcast that, you know, just like you mentioned in your example, maybe we're focused in an area, maybe we're focused on CCAS or we're focused on network or, or just SD-WAN or somewhere different. What, from, with regard to a security conversation, uh, you know, what would you talk or what, what would you say to partners that, that aren't comfortable selling this technology? What's your advice there? The places that I've done the best is when I was uncomfortable and I got comfortable. So I think the only way to get over it is to do it. I mean, probably my favorite book is Action Trumps Everything. No one's read it. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> short book. Uh, but I mean, you know, it's, you know, the only thing I, the only way to take control is to put the, put the work in and to start failing at it. You got to start failing to get better. And, you know, you don't have to fail to hurt your client. I'm not suggesting that at all. Uh, but you got to be okay with getting a little embarrassed, maybe, you know, and, and by that, that's where it comes into leaning on some smart sales engineers or, or security engineers in general to make sure that, you know, you're not injuring anybody on the learning curve. But, um, but it's, that's a whole lot better answer than telling somebody, I don't know, I'll get back to you. I mean, you don't have to say, I don't know, I'll get back to you. You can go in with somebody who can answer the question real time because it's more respectful of, of your client's time to come in with somebody that you know is going to have the answer. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that uh, I pride myself on is taking copious notes and reading them back to the client, sharing them, hey, listen, I listened to you. I listened to you because I took all these notes and this is what you said, right? And um, I think part of that, has helped me personally get better at security because I'm I'm doing it. That's the only way I know how to get better is with live ammo. Um, partially because we don't have any time. There's just yeah. no time to spare at Chase Tech. We have a lot going on. So, you know, if we're going to get better and keep up uh, and keep up with what, you know, we feel strongly about um, producing for our clients all the time, the only way to do it is, you know, in real time. And we just, and to make sure that you just have the right people around you so that because at the end of the day, if you're able to get better for your client, you've helped them, uh, you know, and uh, and as part of the getting better process, you're able to deliver them a better answer than they had before. And, and that's part of it, too. Right. Before you enter the conversation with your client, they were someplace. They were the place they're at right now. And at the end of, you know, your interaction, they, they got to be in a better place. Uh, you know, and if they are, then it was a good experience. Awesome. Great advice. Good stuff. Uh, Michael Marlowe, that wraps us up for today, man. I, uh, I really appreciate the partnership. Appreciate the kind words. We love how much you guys lean in. Again, it just it makes us want to lean in more, and we're, uh, I think we're just getting started. We're excited to keep everything going and uh, keep building what we're building. Absolutely. The, uh, couldn't not be more excited about the future. Uh, it's uh, You have shades on, don't you? Future, no, you don't have shades. Future's pretty bright. <laughs> I could put some on with the Zoom side effect, but but nobody will see it in our audio podcast. So I love it. I'll take it. Awesome <laughs> stuff, man. Uh, all right, everybody, that that wraps us up. Uh, I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering for Tolaris. This is Next Level Biz Tech Podcast, and this puts the bow on the security and virtual CISO track with Michael Marlowe of Chase Tech. 
Until next time, thanks, everybody. Next Level BizTech has been a production of Tolera Studio 19. Please visit Tolaris.com for more information.